0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Making Work Fun podcast with Maria and Natasha, two working professionals turned life coaches.
1: I'm Maria and I have worked in economic consulting for more than 14 years.
0: And I'm Natasha. I have over a decade of work experience in human resources.
1: Through our 25 plus years of combined corporate experience, we have learned a lot about work.
0: And through our work as life coaches, we have learned how to make work fun.
1: Whether you work for someone else, run your own business, or do anything else that you call your work, this podcast will teach you how to make your work fun too.
0: Without giving into the
1: productivity hustle. So let's dive right in.
0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. So this week we wanted to talk a little bit about the concept of making your work fun by honoring seasonal changes. And what we mean by this is just recognizing that our lives are not always the exact same um, pattern or we're not always in the exact same structure or I don't know season of our lives things are often shifting and changing and when we resist that idea of like the changes that do come annually with the seasons or just throughout the duration of our lives and the different shifts and challenges and um, things that come up through our lives when we resist all that we make it so much more difficult to show up and do whatever it is that we call work when we work with the different seasons and we're talking about like actual season changes like the weather changes the different patterns but also the different parts of our lives the different elements that arise the different things that we take on right we make it so much more easier for ourselves when we recognize that hey some periods of our lives we have more energy we have more work focus we have time to dedicate to different things and other periods of our lives we need to scale back a little bit we need to focus on different things maybe they're periods of time that we really need to focus on rest and repair and nurturing and all of those different things. So that's what we want to focus on for today.
1: Yeah. And we we touched upon that um, last week when we um, were talking about, you know, how we're basically not robots. You know, we go through different changes. We go through different cycles. We go through like just different things throughout the day. But so many of us have learned and like it's not our fault. Like society has taught us that we do need to be the same every day. Like in school, you have the same schedule and you have like day in and day out. You have to go and you have to sit through classes for a certain amount of time. At work, same thing. Like you have to go in and be there for a certain amount of time. So we really like the whole structure around us, everything around us has tried to remove us from that seasonality and that those like life cycles. And it's incredibly difficult to try to get back to them because we think, okay, to get back to that, does does that mean I need to just quit my job. I mean sometimes maybe, you know, maybe that's what you need sometimes, but not necessarily, you know, you can you can it's sort of we wanted to talk about this concept of how can you honor the seasonality of your life and your days without always having to just, you know, abandon things and leave things and um, again, nothing bad with that if that's what you have to do, but it's not necessary and a lot of us think that's what's required in order yeah. to and
0: I think I think the first step in this is just like taking a moment to tap into yourself and how you feel in the moment. Sometimes you are really energized and sometimes you have a lot of fuel and you can just power through and keep going and you have that desire and that's a want and a need for you in that moment. And sometimes you are actually just very tired and burnt out and you feel low energy and lethargic or whatever. And that Is something that needs to be honored as well with like periods of deep rest, periods of relaxation, periods of like calm and um, maybe just doing nothing or whatever the case may be. And so I think the first step is just tapping in to yourself because your body will tell you what season you are physically in, in that day, in that moment for that, you know, month or whatever, whatever that looks like.
1: Yeah, and I I actually like have thought a lot about this because it's very tied to my um my specialty and my niche um which is rest and burnout and work um I've thought a lot about that because again a lot of my clients aren't at the stage of their lives when they want to leave their job or they want to leave their career so then the question becomes for them how am I supposed to do this job and also honor my energy and my needs. Like I am physically supposed to be at the job from this time to this time, you know, things come up, how do I honor that? So it's a lot of finding the nuance and finding some of those um, ways in which you can still honor your needs and your energy while still, you know, doing your job. So maybe what that looks like is one day you're waking up and you're feeling very low energy, finding ways to maybe do things in smaller chunks. Um, your folk like in five, 10 minutes <laughs> intervals, which you'd be shocked how much you can accomplish if you actually do that. We sometimes think that's not even worth trying because what can I do in 10 minutes? You would be very surprised. Sometimes I like things that I think are going to take me hours. I'm able to like, get through 10 minutes if I actually sit down and do it. So maybe it's that, maybe it's like, finding ways where you can infuse your life with some ease, maybe, you know, not put pressure on yourself about that thing you have to do. That sometimes in itself creates so much pace and makes it so much easier. You know, just asking yourself and finding ways to to make it easier on yourself, even if you do have to show up at the job and you don't have the option to not.
0: And I would say the first step too here is questioning what you are assuming to be fact and assuming to be true. A lot of people will come and just be like, no, I have to do this. I have my These are my hours of work. This is what I have to do. And cool, that might be true. That might be the case. But it is also possible that that is not true and that is not the case. And so let's just start by acknowledging that there might be some more flexibility than you think. Mm-hmm. And it requires you to just like be willing to question the have-tos of your life a little bit. Um, And, you know, if it is true that that is something that you have to do and you don't maybe necessarily want to do it, like Maria said, there's ways that you can add in little bits of honoring in that moment by doing things in little bursts or by taking rest when you can or, you know, shutting off your phone or your laptop when you can but also recognizing like okay well what can i do to set myself up so that i can remove this have to from my life in the future right it doesn't you're not always stuck it's not like your life will always be in that moment forever so there's things that you can be doing now to intentionally give yourself a bit more flexibility a year from now 6 months from now you know maybe a couple of years from now it doesn't always just have to look like how it looks like now um and i think that can be a hard thing for us to do and be honest with ourselves with too like it's not always easy To recognize that you have the power to change things that you maybe don't like or you don't want to be in. Because change can be really hard. And I think sometimes when we're working toward change, we want to blame ourselves for how things currently are. But that's not what we need to do. It doesn't have to be about blaming ourselves for how they currently are. We can just allow it to be what it is. Allow ourselves to want to honor a different season and question how we're showing up now without having any foundation of play.
1: Yeah. And so one thing I recommend people do sometimes is what I call a to-do list audit. So literally actually look at your list and figure out which parts are absolutely, you know, meta- I mean, nothing is in the, to like step away even further, nothing is in the grand scheme of things like almost ever, like, absolutely mandatory. But even, like, (laughs) without getting that, um, you know, meta about it, sometimes there are things that are, you know, more pressing than others. But we kind of, we we think of some of the things on our to-do list as pressing because we're, let's say, afraid we would disappoint someone or we would look bad. Like, for instance, like baking cupcakes for, you know, a bake sale or whatever, like versus buying them. We're like, no, I have to bake them to look better because otherwise people will yeah. judge me. Like, but is that really something you have to do? <laughs> or do you just have to manage your thoughts about people judging you? And then you can just make your life so much easier by buying the cupcakes, you know? Just some of those things is like figuring out in your to-do list even where there is some slack because I guarantee you, there is some, it's just that you think mean thoughts about yourself. (laughs) You give yourself that slack. So it's a matter of coaching yourself or getting support and getting coached through those thoughts and then allowing yourself that slack.
0: Exactly. I absolutely am obsessed with this idea of a to-do list audit because so many of us just like blindly add stuff to our to-do list without actually questioning them, without actually looking at any of them at all. And we just think once they're there, they're permanent fixtures of things that we have to do. But you can like cross things off your to-do list at any point in time, whether or not they've actually been done. Like you have the power. You've created the to do list. You can make the list whatever it is that you want it to be and whatever it is that you want to look at and whatever you, it is that you want it to look like. Sorry. And so when you recognize that and you step into that power, it just becomes so much more. Um, I think you, you just come at it from a place that feels inherently better because you're like, I'm the one in charge here. I'm the decider. I get to see what it is that I want to actually do. And so you step into a more empowering place with how you're spending your time with whatever, you know, however your energy is being spent in that period of your life.
1: Yeah. And a lot of it too is figuring out your personal priorities versus other people's priorities, because some things on your to do list, I guarantee you are other people's priorities and not yours. And those you don't have to do. You could like maybe baking the cupcakes is actually your priority. And it's really important to you. Absolutely. Go ahead and do it. But then something else on your list, I'm sure isn't, you know, just being very honest with yourself about like, am I doing this because it is actually important to me because I do have to do it? Or because I'm just worried I'm going to judge myself or someone else is going to judge me. (laughs) important question totally
0: it's about like being honest with yourself about your reasons and deciding whether or not you like those reasons you could decide that hey I'm doing this I'm baking these cupcakes because I want everyone to think that I bake things from scratch and you could decide I like that reason cool that's totally fine that's (laughs) absolutely (laughs) right but like it always starts with being honest with yourself as that very foundational layer for you and to like be able to make any shift and change and be more intentional about, you know, the season of life that you're currently in.
1: Yeah. And the other thing I, um, talk to clients about is asking yourself, like, I'm, I'm completely obsessed with this question. I apply it so many times a day in my life, asking yourself, how can I make this thing easier on myself? Um, Because very often we overcomplicate things because we think it's the more Virtuous thing to do or the more impressive thing to do or whatever. But often we can just make our lives so much easier if we just ask ourselves, okay, that how do I even simplify this? Again, that doesn't have to be, there's no hard and fast rule, but it's, I'm just, we're talking about like if you, are in that moment of life where you are lower on energy and you don't think you can cross everything off and you don't want to cross everything off these are some of the ways in which you can create some space in your life even if you still have to show up you know for work or for other obligations some other days you absolutely may want to do the over complicated and challenging thing that's what we you know talked about last week like challenging yourself is not a problem as long as it's from you know a space of you wanting to do it as opposed to you thinking you have to do it
0: And if you're listening to this and you're thinking like, you're you're feeling a lot of resistance and you're like, yeah, right. They don't know. Like, this is what I have to be doing. I would just invite you to like lean into that and question it a little bit more. Because wherever the the ideas that we resist the most and that we become really frustrated or angry about when we hear are things that are so revealing to us. like If that's the case for you, it's like, well, why do you think that you absolutely have to do this thing with zero flexibility, with zero ability to um, show up in a way that maybe honors how you're feeling or how what you're going through in that moment. Why are you telling yourself that there is no option and that you're stuck exactly how things are?
1: Yes, because in those moments, exactly when we're really resistant to something, that reveals a lot about like, what story do we have in our head about ourselves? Like, mm-hmm. I remember I was very resistant when I was first introduced to the idea that you can infuse ease into your work day and you can make things easier on yourself and not not everything has to always be completely perfect i was so pissed off when i heard this like what (laughs) like you don't know what you're talking about and the reason was because i like that was such a massive part of my identity i literally like didn't know who i was outside of just the person who does things perfectly at work (laughs) literally and i just took it 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 was very very stressful and painful to hear that because i'm like i i don't even know <laughs> what to do with myself if that's not the case. Um, and yeah, it can be really jarring, uh, but it's definitely worth leaning into and exploring a little bit.
0: Yeah, and for for me and my example was like um, wanting to control things and wanting things to always go a certain way. And so when I had to start to question this, because I really have very minimal control over like the grand skew of things in my life like our, our circle of control is actually quite small but we can convince ourselves that we can control more than we actually can so when you start to actually like look into like why do i feel like i need to control this why does this need to go so perfectly or why do i am i so um committed to this having to go a certain way for me to be happy right it's for me a lot that it revealed to me was the idea that like the, the discomfort of uncertainty, right? Like I yeah. holding on to this false sense of control felt really safe. And like it was generating a lot of security for me. And so when I released that and I'm still working on that, right? It's the idea that like, it is uncomfortable to not know and it doesn't always feel very good in our bodies, but so much of our lives is not knowing. And it's like leaning into the not knowing. And when you can learn how to create space for that, it actually frees up a lot of your emotional energy and time and just, it creates a sense of lightness in how you approach things. And it moves you away from the rigidity of like, this has to go a certain way for me to be able to feel okay, because that never actually happens. Right. So um, it's just interesting to, yeah, notice the ideas that you do resist and what comes up for you, why are you holding on to them so closely? And you're allowed to hold on to them so closely. Like just because you're resisting something, it doesn't mean that you now have to like work through it (laughs) to like figure it out. You're allowed to just be like, yeah, I'm in a place where I want to keep holding on to this and that's okay too. Right? Like the journey, the goal of this work is never to become a perfect human who's like figured out (laughs) every area of their lives. It's just to get to know yourself a little bit better.
1: Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Like we're not saying if you're resistant to something, go and immediately change it. Absolutely not. Like there's many things we're still working through, and we will continue to work through for the rest of our lives because it's a journey. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like, and you can choose the resistance, and that's totally okay. You're like, you know what? I don't have the emotional capacity. Or like, I'm not in the season of my life where I can heal, like handle dealing with the resistance. So I'm gonna just keep this resistance. It's not really impacting me, and that's okay. Like it's it's totally fine to do that. You don't. Have have to judge yourself and it never means that you're like failing at doing this type of work or like getting to know yourself or managing your mind or whatever the case may be
1: yeah i'm laughing because i was talking to a friend last week and she literally said the sentence she's like i'm so exhausted of trying to optimize myself i'm like just why are you trying to optimize yourself so much It's nothing is wrong if you stop for a bit. You don't have to constantly be growing. Like, growth needs to be balanced by nurturing and comfort and rest. Like, it can't constantly be only growing. That's just a recipe for disaster in itself. So, I was
0: actually thinking a lot about this with um, the idea of like efficiencies it's the same thing as optimization. And I'm in a really inefficient period of my life. I have a lot of things happening and a lot of things are just kind of like not going as planned and it's totally fine. And I've been questioning this idea, like what if like the purpose of being a human and living and existing isn't to be the most efficient at every single task all the time, right? Like what if efficiency just has nothing to do with it? And nothing to do with why we're supposed to live and exist on the planet. It's just really interesting to start to contemplate, like, where do we even, like, it's from capitalism for sure. (laughs) We should optimize every single avenue and area and, like, find ways to make money and generate, I don't know, profit from every single thing. But, like, what if that's not actually the point?
1: That's such a good question. I love that. Because think about it, like on your deathbed, are you going to be like, I'm so glad I was so efficient all the time? <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> or are you going to be like, I'm so glad I had all of these different human experiences and like felt so many feelings and, you know, connected with so many people. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that at times I was really efficient. <laughs>
0: right? and some of the best things of our lives are super inefficient, yes. like running into a friend and having a super fun, like random meetup or whatever, going for coffee or whatever it's not an efficient use of your time, like right? Like changing your plans to do something that just spontaneously happened is maybe not efficient, but it can be such a beautiful way of connecting with other people and of spending your day and doing something that feels really good for you. And like, who decides that like getting (laughs) from point A to B in 10 minutes instead of point A to B in 35 minutes, but getting to have a really good conversation, like who decided that 10 minutes is better, right?
1: And honestly, like, when I think back towards my even just career, the most memorable and most precious moments for me weren't the ones where I was efficient. It was exactly the ones where I was connecting with someone. I was talking to someone. And in the moment, I remember, like, feeling stressed because I'm like, I need to go back to work. And then, like, here I am, six, five, six years or however many years later thinking about like the connection I wasn't thinking about I don't even remember what task I was doing that day (laughs) but you know it seemed so important in the moment to get back to the task as opposed to the connecting yeah it's it's very silly
0: (laughs) like one of those moments that we deem as like wasted time with our like optimization efficient part of our brain is actually like the better points and like the not wasted time because it's the times that we're like connecting with ourselves with other people and we're like giving ourselves some lightness and some joy I just, it's interesting to just start to contemplate because that's how my brain thinks. It's like, oh, it's always like, we need to be more efficient because we don't want to waste time. But like Mm. time can never actually be wasted. We're living it no matter what. So I know we're going on this like super meta, like off topic tangent (laughs) here, but it's just so, I don't know. I've been thinking about this a lot lately and how we relate to time and getting things done and the inherent value that we put on things. But like, I don't know, what if just doing 10 things in a day and being super efficient and effective at them in every area of our lives, in every season in our lives, isn't the point of being a human and existing on this planet.
1: I, I love that. I mean, one of the thoughts that I remember practicing, I think it's still in my list of thoughts that I practice sometimes is like, I'm using my time perfectly, like no matter what I'm doing, because my brain loves that story of like, I'm wasting time. I'm like, what if I'm just using my time perfectly? And that actually like puts me in such a different mental space, like whatever I'm doing, I'm like, oh yeah. This is me using my time perfectly. This is great.
0: Um, Yeah. Because when we're telling ourselves we're wasting time, what's actually happening is it takes us away from the present moment of what we're doing. And we're just like in that mental space of like, I should be somewhere else. then you're nowhere. You're like not present with what you're currently doing. You're in your head judging yourself. And it's not like you're doing the other thing either.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, And then one other thing I was thinking about... um, when we were talking about you know work specifically and things like that. So I never want to buy into the idea that obviously everything we just discussed is proof of that. I never want to buy into the idea that you need to be doing things to like improve quality of work or <laughs> productiveness or something like that. But I would lo- welcome you to even question the premise that Infusing your life with more flexibility, like learning how to leverage your energy, that that produces lower quality work. Like even that premise, I just want to invite you to question because a lot of us have that idea of like, okay, sure, I can infuse my work with more ease, I can learn to be more flexible, but that's going to result in my work being worse. Is it though? Like, actually think about it. What if it actually results in your work being better? Like, think of all the ways in which you might actually be pre- providing more value and contributing more. Not that, again, not that that's the ultimate goal, but even just question that premise that it's somehow going to be worse.
0: Yeah, because the inherent like foundation to that premise is that... When you're stressed and when you're putting a ton of pressure on yourself and you're being really mean to yourself with these high standards, then you produce good quality work and you're super effective. And when you are nice to yourself and when you're calm and when you're doing something out of a sense of joy and ease and pleasure, that it's like work that is now lower quality or B minus or whatever but what if that actually like you said isn't true why would it make mm-hmm. sense for someone to produce better quality work when they're in these like extreme stressful pressure filled situations versus someone who's like creating from a place of like lightness and joy like if you were thinking about it from any other perspective other than yourself you would know that it's like obviously easier to produce and do things, right? When we give ourselves time and space and joy and um, like proper fuel than if we're just like constantly berating ourselves, forcing ourselves to get things done in this intense situation.
1: Yeah, that was such a like very like... Deeply rooted thought pattern for me for such a long time. The the idea that I need stress to produce good work. I literally would have the thought, like I caught myself writing that thought down so many times when I first like started coaching myself. Of like, I would get a new project, and my first thought would be, "Now I have to be stressed. Like, now I have to be stressed. I'm like, why do I have to be stressed again? Because I want to do a good job, <laughs> you know." So I like just equated those two. I'm like, good job means being stressed. <laughs> There's just no way around it.
0: Yeah, I think we condition ourselves to think like that. And then to think like, because a lot of us have taught ourselves again to be procrastinators because we um, have so much pressure on ourselves. We have so much, we're like always seeking external validation. We have all these high standards. So it's hard to do work when you have all of that going through your brain. So then you become a procrastinator and then you're like, well, I only get things done at the last minute and that's when I do my best quality work. But it's like, maybe you actually do amazing work in general because you're you and you're a human and you're smart yeah. and intelligent and you can do amazing work now or you can do it like five minutes before it's due. It doesn't that's not what changes it it's like you are a producer of high quality work it's not the procrastination and the stress and the pressure that is creating it um yeah just super interesting to contemplate I think like we kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent and I feel like there needs to be a part two to this episode because I think there's so much more that we could talk about that we never basically got to on this which is like recognizing that like we are beings in nature. We are humans. We're not robots, right? And nature changes seasons and we honor the changing seasons of nature. It's like we have changing seasons in our lives, like weather pattern changes. And like, I don't know, it's it's different showing up at work in summer versus winter and like recognizing Mm -hmm. those periods. I think there's so much more that we could talk about in this
1: conversation. I agree. I think we should definitely do a part two. Okay, so maybe this is a good stopping point then, and then we leave the rest <laughs> of this for, for part two. <laughs> All right, let's uh that sounds like a good plan. Thank you yeah, for that. joining us today on our little tangent. And stay tuned for part two of this discussion.
0: <laughs> See you guys later. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone,
1: it's Maria. I am a burnout coach for professional women, and I work with high achieving perfectionists who want to heal burnout so that they can take a step back and enjoy their lives without sacrificing their success. To work with me one-on-one, you can go to my website, which is restovergrind.com and book a free consult call. You can also follow me on Instagram at rest underscore over underscore grind or on LinkedIn under restovergrind, LLC.
0: Hey everyone, Natasha here. I'm a money mindset coach. I work with women who want to shift their beliefs around money and wealth so they can finally leave the drama behind and focus on actually doing the work they love to do. I work with two different types of clients, employees who want to make more money at work or entrepreneurs who want to earn more in their business. And I teach people how to love the process of earning and creating more because it really is possible for money to be easy and fun. So let me show you how. You can find me on my website at natashatocesti.com or on Instagram at natashatocesti. We'll see you there.